What was supposed to be a simple shopping trip would quickly turn into a nightmare, and it would change Michalina Lewandowski's whole life forever. Michalina's quick thinking and something else would be the one thing to save her life. Today we take a look at survival and what one woman will do to stay alive. Hi, I'm your host Missy, and I'm about to take you on a wild ride. Stories with plot twists, shocking endings, and unbelievable truths. Trust me when I tell you that this story is nuts. Twenty-seven-year-old Michalina Lewandowska was getting ready to go out on a shopping trip with her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Marcin Kaspersak. Marcin and Michalina's relationship had been rocky the past few years, and so when he texted her to invite her to go out, she was surprised and yet also excited. You see, she had hoped for the best in their relationship, and maybe, just maybe, Marcin was starting to turn things around. Michalina and Marcin had met in Poland, where they're both from, in 2005, and they quickly took a liking to each other. By 2006, the pair moved from Poland to England after Marcin had proposed. They had hoped to start a new life together, and Marcin was also offered a job there, so it seemed promising. By 2008, Michalina would give birth to their son that they would name Jacob. But with a newborn, things quickly soured for the couple, and Michalina would call off their engagement. They would continue to see each other, off and on, for the next three years, however. On May 28, 2011, Marcin would offer to take Michalina shopping, and since Jacob was with his grandmother, Michalina would agree. She would get ready, even putting on her diamond engagement ring, something she didn't often wear anymore. As Michalina was finishing putting up her makeup, she hears Marson and his 18-year-old friend named Patrick talking in her living room. As Michalina would step out to greet the two men, Marson would tell her to come over to him. He had something to show her. It is at this point that Marson would take a 300,000 volt stun gun from his pocket and taser Michalina in the neck. She would crumple on the floor in pain and he would continue to do it again and again. She would beg him to stop, but Marson, a 224-pound bodybuilder who was addicted to steroids, would kneel on her chest and laugh. Michalina would hear Marson tell Patrick to get the packing tape before she would black out. Michalina would awaken two hours later, slumped on the floor in her kitchen. She was gagged, bound, and her mouth taped shut. Marson would tell her not to be scared, but he and Patrick would place her in a large box, taping it shut over her. Marson and Patrick would lift the box and carry it to the trunk of Marson's car, driving Michalina to an area in Hutterford, West Yorkshire. It was here that the box would be placed in a shallow grave. 
Michalina would hear the sound of dirt as it hit the top of the box and began to cover her. Michalina wanted to panic. Inside of the box, it was dark and the air was thin. But she knew if she tried to escape her prison, that Marson would more than likely kill her with the very spade he was using to bury her. She needed to wait. Biding her time, she would strain her ears to hear if the car had left or if the voices had stopped. She slowed her breathing, knowing that with each breath, she was losing air. Eventually, though, with all of the time passing, Michalina knew she had to get out of the box, whether Patrick and Marson were still there or not. It was then that Michalina would remember something. That morning, Michalina had put on her engagement ring, something she didn't do every day anymore. But she looked down at her finger and she remembered that the diamonds could be used to cut her binds. She would use the ring to saw through the packing tape on her mouth first, then on her legs and wrists. She would then use it to make a hole in the box. Once a hole was made, she could tear through the hole with her fingers, making the hole even bigger. Dirt would fall onto Michalina's hair and face, covering her inside the box. It was then she would try to scream, but no one could hear her. Discouraged and in pain, Michalina knew she could not give up. According to Michalina in later interviews, the thought of her son Jacob growing up without a mother pushed her to continue to fight until she pushed her arms and then her legs out of the box entirely. Exhausted and in pain, she would make her way to the side of the road where a motorist would find her and police would be called. Later, when crime scene investigators would examine the scene, they would discover that the large box had been a computer box with two holes poked into it for breathing. The box had been buried under leaf litter, soil, branches, twigs, and tree roots, and also an 88-pound log that had been moved over the grave. It was also discovered that after the kidnapping, Marson and Patrick would use Michalina's bank card to withdraw 500 pounds from her account. They would then return home to play video games until police would come to arrest them that very same day. Marson would later tell investigators that he had only intended to scare Michalina and that he had planned to return that day to get her, but no one believed his story. And he would later be charged with kidnapping and attempted murder. And the motive behind Marson attacking the woman he supposedly loved? It was actually all based off of a rumor. You see, Marson had heard that Michalina was finally going to leave him, and she was going to take their three-year-old son Jacob with her back to Poland. But it was a story that was completely untrue. Marcin Kasparak would be sentenced to 20 years in prison for the kidnapping and the attempted murder of Michalina Lewandowska. Marcin's 18-year-old friend and accomplice Patrick would not be charged in the attempted murder, but he would be charged in the kidnapping of Michalina, and he would receive four and a half years for his part. Michalina's strength and her quick thinking, as well as her love for her son, and an engagement ring she didn't even wear anymore, all saved her life. 
she's able to go on and raise her son Jacob, although she still admits to having nightmares over the whole ordeal. I did want to finish this story with a quote from Michalina. She said, He wanted me dead and wanted to kill me in the most horrific way imaginable, but I was not going to let him succeed, and using my last bit of strength, I kicked and clawed my way out of that grave. Now he is the one imprisoned, and I hope he rots in there. What a strong and wonderful woman that Michalina Lewandowska, and hopefully I'm saying her name right, is. I can't even imagine the terror that she must have felt being placed inside of a cardboard box by someone she supposedly loved, right? Or who was supposedly loved her. And then being taped and then buried. Buried alive. And obviously, um, I wanted to say that he had poked two holes in it. In the box. So, actually, if you really look at that part of it, I don't know if you noticed, but when I think of the fact that he only placed two or that he put two holes in that box, to me, that means he wanted her to actually live a little bit longer. He could have killed her before burying her, but his whole thing right here was trying to bury her alive and then let her slowly suffocate to death. And that is disgusting. So um, I just wanted to point that out. But another thing is you don't even think of something as simple as an engagement ring. Now, I wanted to actually tell you this story. Now, I know there wasn't a lot to this story. This was a shorter story today. But the reason why I wanted to share this is because of the fact that she used something that was already on her to save her own life. And I just wanted to share that with you guys, the people who listen to the show, just because you could, right? You know, whatever's around you. Always be aware of your surroundings, of course. Be aware and be ready to fight. Be ready to break yourself out of a box, apparently, if you need to. I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying it's a great idea to always be prepared. If you want to discuss this case or any other case that we discuss on the podcast and you haven't joined that Facebook group yet, go ahead and join right now. It's facebook.com backslash this story is nuts podcast. I also am on Twitter and on Instagram. Instagram is this story is nuts and Twitter is story nuts. And I'm a little bit more active on that Facebook page, but I am on each one of them a little bit here and there. So I try to be active. I'm trying to be a little bit more active than normal, but I also would like to hear from you. So if you guys want to talk about the case or any other case, go ahead and hop on one of those. If you have a story for me, I would like to hear it. So if it's your own story, I'm really interested in personal stories. So if you would like to share and you would like your story featured on this podcast, or if you have a story suggestion, it is this story is nuts at gmail.com. I would not shy away from having you as a guest. So if you would like to be a special guest on the podcast, get a hold of me on that email account. All right, you guys. Come back next week for an all new episode of This Story is Nuts, which airs every single Wednesday starting at midnight. So you can go ahead at midnight and listen. Until then, stay nutty, my friends. This Story is Nuts was written and produced by Missy Reese with theme music by Logan Reese off of Groovepad.